back to Buckeye, Maryland. Today, I'm joined by fellow co-host Chris Velasquez, and we're actually adding on a new co-host today. I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Nice to meet y'all. Who are you a fan of? Uh, NFL, Philadelphia Eagles, the greatest squad. <laughs> College football, basketball will be Michigan State. And the NBA will be the Denver Nuggets. Screw LeBron. <laughs> they made it. They, 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 they had a good run this year. No complaints. Chris, I don't think we actually got to a point last week where we let America know who you were a fan of. So go ahead and do so. Uh, for the NFL... Uh, I'm a Patriots fan. Uh, um, For the NBA basketball, I'm a Celtics fan. Um, Um, And actually, for college, uh, I go for the Dayton Flyers. Yeah, you can't not go for the Flyers living within the Dayton area or close to it. And anybody who's listened to this podcast before knows that I beat the drums for the Philadelphia Eagles. And... It's Cleveland Cavaliers. Nothing to cheer about there just yet, but hoping to get a nice top five draft pick this this season. Hopefully they go ahead and draft Obi Toppin, the hometown kid. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get started with the content for today's episode. Gentlemen, DeMonte Casey, OJ Howard, Nick Bosa, Von Miller, Le'Veon Bell, Marlon Mack, Tariq Cohen, Leighton Vander Esch, Brandon Brooks, Andre Diller, Nick Chubb, Dallas Goddard, D. Ford, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Paris Campbell, Melvin Ingram, Sterling Shepard, C.J. Uzuma, Sean Lee, Cortland Sutton, Derwin James, Anthony Barr, Jalen Rieger. What do those players have in common? They're all superstars. <laughs> superstars? I don't know about that. But they they definitely share something in common. Some zero points on fantasy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's actually true. That is, I didn't think about that. That actually is true. But there's another correlation between these players, and that happens to be that they are all on injured reserve. It is a travesty, guys, this season. And we can't act like we didn't know going in that we would see a ton of injuries especially soft tissue injuries coming in with no preseason and a, a very, uh, very unconventional offseason, almost no training camp. Uh, I mean, we all knew we were heading towards this path, but let me just ask you guys this. If you had to take one player from all those I just named who impacts their team the most, who would it be? Who Who is missing their player the most? Who? Brandon Brooks, oh, Philadelphia Eagles. That's a good one. I, and, and I did not think you were going to say that. I thought maybe you'd go somewhere else with that. But that's a good one. Offensive line injuries, especially uh, guard of uh, Brandon's talent, does not go missed. Uh, does not go unmissed, rather. Chris, but another think? choice would probably be Nick Boza. He's a big impact on 49ers defense. Yeah, uh, Nick Bosa definitely draws – Triple, uh, double and triple teams for those 49ers. He's definitely being missed right now. Chris, what do you got on this one? Uh, I agree with Jonathan. Uh, Nick Boza, um, he's just a dominant, you know, up there in the line for the, you know, Niners defense. They need him bad. 
Whoa, both of you guys going defense. Uh, well, they did lose to the Eagles, man. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that is definitely not something you want on your resume this season with Philadelphia coming in with a 1-2-1 one, and one record now. Uh, I thought maybe you, one of you guys would at least said one of these big-time running backs missing right now. Uh, Nick Chubb, you know, he's played most of the season, so I'm not going to count him, but Christian McCaffrey – to me, is the biggest loss on this. Uh, he he is effectively that Panthers offense. So, but Carolina's holding it down still, though. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and company have managed to, you know, at least tread water. Um, I mean, you could say the same thing with Saquon in New York. Freeman now in New York's just not getting on a rhythm, and that's why they're losing uh, I mean, you could say the same thing about if Le'Veon was on a better team than the Jets. That would be a big impact, too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Le'Veon, I definitely agree with. I don't know how much Devontae, Bell, uh, Devontae Freeman was really going to to give, you know, the Giants. You know, I think he was definitely a, a perfect fit in that Falcons offense, but I just don't know how much he gives you as a true number one. Uh, Saquon Barkley. He is another one of those guys who pretty much is the whole system. You see how how bad Danny Dimes looks uh, without him. He's so turnover prone. He has pretty much nobody to work with at this point outside. Saquon's um, not human. He's not human. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's uh, he, he's an alien. He's from outer space, man. He's a uh, he's an all galaxy running back. It sucks, you know, torn ACL. You could have seen that coming. But, I mean, you you just listen to these listed names. And I think right now there's over 190 players on injured reserve. That is just an insane amount of players to begin the season. And if you take a look at the two teams probably affected the most in terms of injuries mounting, it probably is the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the 49ers have injuries you know, key positions on their, you know, both on their lines and Philadelphia is the same way. They have a bunch of issues on that offensive line right now and in their wide receiving corps. So I'm, you know, I'm really hoping that Philly pushes for a trade, uh, bringing a veteran wide receiver, maybe AJ green. He's going to be on the block soon. I don't know if you guys heard about that. But that's he's injury prone. Too bad, man. He's way too injury prone. Yeah, I know. You can buy low on him though. Uh, so I I don't know at this point. Uh, we're gonna be getting healthy eventually, but anybody can win this division, and I think he may be able to get us over the hill. Uh, we just that, need to quit passing on good draft picks and taking these shitty ones. <laughs> I agree. I mean, you look at some of these players that we've passed up in, uh, you know, these recent drafts, and it, it's it's alarming. You you draft J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and he's giving you virtually nothing. You uh, pass on D.K. Metcalf? I mean, that man's a freak. Yes, D.K. Metcalf probably should have been the wide receiver that we targeted the most. And although I came into this draft hoping that Philadelphia would snatch one of those stud three wide receivers that came out before him, whether it be CeeDee Lamb, uh, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson was definitely we on the up board. On him. We definitely were in position to get him, but we decided to go ahead and go with 
Jalen Rager in the first round, which I feel like we could have got him, you know, in the second instead of Jalen Hurts. But uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Chris, I know you've, you've listened to us both rant on about the Eagles. Uh, the Patriots, man. What's going on? Y'all just lost Cam for a little bit of time. And now Stephen Gilman. Well, yeah. Um, lost a, uh, arguably, you know, saying uh, best corner in the league right now. Um, it's just rough. That game was pretty rough. Hoyer cost us six points. He drive he drive down the ball twice. And my man trying to call a timeout before the first half. There's no timeouts. So um, he cost us six points. <laughs> um, he cost us, but I, I'm still confident we make playoffs this year. Stidham yeah, looked like a good backup, though. Uh, he was slated to start game one. I mean, had they not brung in Cam Newton, he probably would have been the day one starter. I really don't understand why they chose to start Brian Hoyer outside of veteran experience, but he has a his ceiling is very low. So I don't know what they were thinking with that. If they started that game with Stidham, they might have won. You could put also the blame on Julian Edelman for that smack in the hands to the pick six. <laughs> yeah, that was a big time. <laughs> yeah, that that was a big time. No, no, and I don't know. I don't know if I watched the same game as you guys. Tell me if you saw this or not. But Julian Edelman, I think even the broadcasters made note of it. He he looks like he's scared to get hit now. He's so many injuries, hurt. he might be. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's looking and turning before he's even catching the ball. He's starting to get scared and taking so many of those big hits over the years. I don't know. Uh, give me a win-loss prediction for the Patriots by the end of the year, Chris. Um, uh, uh, I'd say uh, 10 and 6. I'll give you 9 and 7. You, go, you guys going low. Uh, it, I, to me, this depends upon how many games Cam Newton misses. Um, if he comes back, is he slated? Do you guys know if he's supposed to come back for this next game? That doesn't say yet. Okay. Uh, well, even if I predict the Bills taking that division, though. Yeah, Josh Allen has arrived big time. Uh, people still doubting him, but he's going to be a top three, if not top five MVP uh, in in the running for that this season. So you guys, everybody has to start putting some respect on his name. Um, he's the goat, future goat. I don't know about all that, but uh, <laughs> but I definitely <laughs> see them probably winning the division and the wild card. And I don't know if you guys know this, but there's now an extra wild card up for grabs. Yeah, it's like seven teams now. Ain't yep. It? So I think the Patriots end up finishing uh, a ten and six, maybe even eleven and five wild card. I think the Bills have the have the makeup to be a thirteen and three, twelve and four team this season. Um, playing the way they are. So we'll have to see, you know, how they finish in that division. You you take a look at the other teams uh, and the New York Jets, who are, in my opinion, a dumpster fire, and the Miami Dolphins, who don't appear ready yet to put into a Tiger Baloa. Uh, uh, but the Dolphins are starting to click a little bit. Give them time. It's early. They always find a way. Well, I'm not going to say they. Ryan Fitzpatrick always finds a way to win 
a couple of games that you that you don't think he should be capable of doing. He's done it his entire career, and that's why he's managed to be a journeyman and start on so many different teams. Uh, like I said, you look at the the Jets. They are. I don't know if you guys saw, but they're starting Joe Flacco this week. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was still in the league. I mean, I didn't know anybody had signed him <laughs> at this point, but here we are, starting with Flacco, who never should have uh never should have gotten a Super Bowl ring in the first place. But uh you talk about guys who've lucked out. He got that massive contract after he won that bowl game and never did anything since. Uh we are the NFL has a bad problem with paying people just off of one year. They do. I agree. I mean, look what uh, look what the Texans did with Brock Osweiler. <laughs> he didn't do anything. I mean, you see how long he lasted. The New York Jets, you know they they were once upon a time a premier team in the NFL. A lot of people wanted to play for the Jets. They were big time. You know, you had Joe Namath back in those days. The Jets weren't anything to to play around with, and I I guarantee you now Le'Veon Bell is, uh, you know, cursing his agent out, telling him to get him the hell out of there because I don't know, he took a pay cut to even get there in the first place from the Steelers. He should have signed that contract. No, what's wrong with him? But uh, yeah, and then when you look at the state of the AFC East as a whole, it's just set up for the, uh, the bills to dominate for the next, you know, couple of years, similar to what the Patriots have done all this long. I don't really know how much longer bill Belichick is going to be with them, but uh, I think they're going to find themselves as the, uh, the runner up in the division in these next couple of seasons. I know uh, one of us on this show would probably disagree with that. And he's sitting being very no, quiet I mean, right I, now. <laughs> I mean, the Bills got all the talent. You know what I mean? They have a lot of weapons, uh, especially getting Diggs this year. That was a steal. Um, they have everything they need, but I would never count on my Patriots ever. Um, even when Bill Belichick leaves, I think Josh McCannion is going to um, take over the team. Yeah, but with the Bills, with Josh Allen showing out, they're just going to bracket in more talent to the Bills. Not not if they give Cam a, a big contract that's going to bring people to play okay, with Cam. So let me ask you this. Do you think that, one, do you think Cam Newton does, in fact, resign with the Patriots? And two, do you think that Josh McDaniels will eventually take over for Bill? Because he's had opportunities to leave in the past. But he never did, besides that one time. And you saw what he did to the Colts. He played them. <laughs> that was so. That was just. That was an asshole move, man. I don't know. Let me ask you this, Chris. Do you think Cam's going to stay if Belichick leaves? Ooh, good question. How do you know? Let me answer that question a couple. Belichick. Let me let me let me get back to that answer in a couple of weeks. <laughs> he put you on the spot. You didn't want to answer. We see how it is. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the terrible, the the, the really woeful NFC East. Uh, I mean, you look at the teams in this division right now, and I'm not sure if anybody really should be in professional football right now in this division because 
It's terrible. One, two, and one leads the division. And I'm sad to say that that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, a, a, a favorite on this show between myself and John. Yeah, but if you look, if you look at the Dallas Cowboys roster, they're the they're the ones that should be crying the most. They have one of the talented rosters out there. The young receiving core, Ezekiel is a monster in the backfield. They should not be where they're at. I couldn't di- I could not agree more. I mean, you look at just the offensive firepower that they have and the money that they shelled out on defense, and you would think, you know, even with the injuries to guys like Joe McCoy, you would think that they would be a top five team right now, at least, if not, you know, a Super Bowl favorite contender, whatever, you know, you want to call it. But that's, I agree. That's just sad. I mean, they've spent a lot of money. They have a lot of talent and it's gone nowhere fast. I mean, I didn't, I don't think any of us had any, any hope for the, the New York giants or the Washington football team coming into the season. Although I have been an avid fan of their defensive line as both of these guys can attest to, but, uh, this this division is just terrible as a whole. I mean, you can put that on a, any number of things if you want. You know, coming into this, you know, COVID laden season, uh, lack of preparation, whatever, what have you. But you know, any team in the NFL could use that as an excuse. And you see how well other teams, such as you know the Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers, are doing. So it's just. I don't even know what to say about this division. I think honestly that seven and nine, eight and eight wins this division. And is it is it possible for a team to get hot at the right time uh, and maybe win a playoff game? Yeah, it's certainly possible. We've seen it happen before. I mean, Seattle did it ten years ago. And I'm good old famous Nick Foles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it is certainly possible for that to happen, but it's not likely. I mean, there's just, there's no precedent for it. And I'm not really, I, I think I was telling Chris last week, John, that I think I'd rather see if the Eagles made the playoffs and won that division, I would rather see them miss it than get smacked in a home playoff game. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, we got to go through Seattle, green Bay, uh, the 49ers, I mean, they're just going to keep getting healthier throughout the season. They're going to be a dominant squad again. There's there's some powerhouses in the NFC East or the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd much rather see them get a high draft pick uh, or at least a middling draft pick than get a home playoff game and get smacked by whoever, you know, whoever ends up making the playoffs this season as a wild card. It's just personally with us being as low as we are and how much we're struggling right now, I'd rather them sit Wentz than play Hurts and let Hurts get some uh, time time Even in. Even with that large contract, you'd want them to do that? Yeah. I mean, Hurts needs to get he needs to get that time because why would we draft quarterback when he's not going to get no playing time? This would be the perfect year to do it. That's an interesting take. I've heard other people uh, reflect on that. I can't disagree. Uh, what I will say is I think he was drafted as, you know, as a gadget player, I think they actually did him a disservice. Um, if you ask me, because he could be a starter as a rookie on a few teams right now, yet he's going to sit behind Carson until either one of two things happens. Carson gets injured, gets traded. So I just don't see him stepping on the field anytime soon, any other than, and, 
in any other circumstance than a or, gadget. And what they use them against the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna put him out there similar to Taysom Hill, and he might get an expanded playbook, uh, you know, as the season goes on. But I just don't see him taking the field in a big time role this season outside of those two scenarios. I'm I'm very curious to see what he has in the NFL because I don't think we've seen him attempt a pass yet. I don't think I saw him last game. Uh, but really want to see that. Definitely. I mean, he's iffy because when he was at Oklahoma, you know, it was the talent around him that saved him having CD lamb and stuff. He was a good quarterback there, but there's some teams that he faced that just, he couldn't handle it. Yeah. I uh, certainly agree in regards to that. I think he, he's got enough legs, you know, in, in that department to make some things happen on the ground, but, We'll just have to see. All right, guys, uh, moving on to one of my uh, favorite segments that we've just started recently on this show, and that's Say It With The Chest. Uh, Chris, you started last week as the uh, the new co-host, so I'm going to bounce this off to the new co-host this week in John. Uh, John, so if you're familiar with the segment, we just – you on your mind anything you've been just just weighing heavily on you that you need to get off your chest this is you know where we like to do it at what you got on your chest oh man i don't know what happened this week anything irritates you what's going anything just get to you you know what hell yeah all right so i've been going through this little case with my baby mama (laughs) of her assault domestic violence from where she hit me and the courts just slapped her on the wrist and let her go. If I would have punched her, my ass would have been in prison. <laughs> this is double standard out here. It's just messed up. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a bomb. Are you sure you want to put that in the podcast? <laughs> let, let people know it ain't right. The females get away with stuff. The males don't. You know what? I'm going to stop laughing because this is honestly, ladies and gentlemen, this it's not a laughing manner. What he's saying is completely true. There is a double standard when it comes to men and women in the justice system right now, especially in regards to child support or anything related to having a child between a man and a woman. It's it's in my opinion, it's definitely always been slated and uh in in a woman's favor and i think there's got to be a lot of change and reform that needs to be done to that so that's that shouldn't be taken lightly oh man you got all heavy on us chris tell me something not so heavy um this has nothing to do like it affects me but i always i did some research over the week and i I looked it up before the season, the all the NFL players who opted out, you know, for family issues or anything, they got a lot of heat for that. I don't blame them. A lot of people have families. We have families here on this podcast. We have kids. This COVID thing is not no joke, guys. People die from it. And, you know, if you have to sit out a season and deal with your loved ones, take it. But people shouldn't people shouldn't have gotten heat for that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. We have players on the Eagles who decide to do that. One of the most notable is Marquise Goodwin, who I think we're really missing right now. Uh, you know, but you can't blame anybody for making that decision if it's for their families. At the end of the day, this is still just a game. Uh, yes, these guys are making 
millions of dollars and we all sit around and talk about how they're overpaid a lot of the time compared to normal humans but at the end of the day these guys are still just regular people and they have families to worry about so i couldn't agree more uh with that being said you know i'm just going to tell you guys what has really been getting to me uh i've been hearing a lot of stuff about and i think i've talked to you guys about it I've heard a lot of stuff about people not wanting to cast a vote in this election this year. And, you know, people, it's okay for anybody to have the opinion that, you know, government doesn't really do anything for them. Um, You know, if they're not putting money in your pockets, they're taking money out of it, right? Uh, So, you know, I definitely get that sentiment, but just my opinion. The only way... They give me another twelve hundred. I'll vote. See, I'm see, I'm getting ready to get to that right now. <laughs> Donald Trump, as we are all aware of by now, is using the stimulus check, you know, the package, whatever you want to call it. He's using that as a political battle, uh, a political strategy rather, to garner votes. And you know, it's a brilliant strategy and all. So I'm not going to beat that down. But what I will say is this: the only way to affect change in regards to anything related to politics is to make your voice heard and go vote you know whether or not that's at your local level uh whether that's the presidential level things don't change if you don't make your voice heard we hear all the time that you know one vote counts you know your vote counts with just one voice that's it still holds true today um you know you look at the the two people you have right now running i'm not going to tell anybody to vote either way you know because your vote is your vote you vote for trump that's fine that's your god-given right you vote for biden that's fine as well that's your god-given right but just vote uh you know things don't change unless you actually take action to make them change so that's what's been on my chest i've just heard so many people say you know what i'm not going to vote but (sighs) it's up to you i just think that See, my thing is, at the end of the day, whoever wins the presidency race, half this world is going to be upset. It happens every time. Half the world likes this person, half the world don't. So half the world is going to be pissed off the entire four years. And it's just it's just a mess. Just yeah, a mess I mean, I, uh, I can definitely agree to that. Um, you know, that has been the case throughout every election in uh, American history. And I'm sure that's the case through a lot of, uh, with a lot of other countries as well. But... Uh, I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. But this has been Say With The Chess, guys. This is a segment that we on Buckeyes in Maryland love to do because, you know, everybody needs somewhere to vent. And with everything that's going on in the world on a day-to-day basis, on a week-to-week basis, there's always something that gets to you. You know, there's always something that 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 sticks. And so what we like to do here on Buckeyes in Maryland is just get it off our chest. So that's say with your chest. Uh, okay, back to sports. So we're going to go ahead and commence with our week five picks. Chris, I was totaling it up last week, and I was going to come in here with this fancy list of picks about how I kicked your butt uh, in regards to team <laughs> that won and lost this past week. But then I realized... You know what? We're adding John in on this podcast. So we're just going to start with week five. And I had the idea for 
a competition, you know, whoever put picked the most matchups by the season's end, you know, would win a pot. So I'm going to throw down $20 towards that. If you guys are willing to match, then, you know, by the season's end. All right. All right. I'll so match you. 40. John, you in on this? I'll put 20000 All right. So 60, $60 <laughs> by the end of the season. See, if we had if we had that kind of money, we would not be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> well, who says? I mean, there's rich people out there doing podcasts. And they're getting paid for it, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, $60. So that says, people, I need y'all to send me $20 for this pot. <laughs> yeah, sponsors, if you're out there listening, we definitely need you. But, uh, yeah, $60 by the end of the season to the person that picks the most teams, right? So um, we can go ahead. You boys are going down. Oh, trash talk already. Okay, so we're already experiencing the Tampa Bay-Chicago game, so we're not going to count that right now. I mean, if you guys want to, because it's pretty close. It's 13-14. Chicago, surprisingly, is ahead right now. Nick Foles, baby. Woo. But you can't count out T. Brady. Okay, you know what? You know what? Good. As of right now, Tennessee. it's such a close game. We can still pick this. So who's who's Bucks? Okay. Bucks. What's the score? What's the margin? Uh, six points. Six okay. Points. Give me a final score. Again, remember, we're 13 14 right now. 35. Uh, no, 34 20. Okay, that's not a bad prediction because we're at halftime. Chris, what you got? Wait, John, who you go for, though? The Bucks. Okay. Uh, um, I'm going with the Bucks too. Can't count out Brady, especially, you know, I know 20 years of it. Um, I'll tell you, same score, actually. It's going to be a close game. All that's right, gone. so we got... Two going for the Bucks right now. And you know what? I'm going to be that guy to go against the grain. I'm going to pick the Chicago Bears just because Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles put some respect on his name. Big Dick Nick, <laughs> as they used to call him in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 27-24. Um, we're already at halftime. It's a score of 13 to 14 by way of Chicago right now. I don't think much more points are scored. Um, keep note, Buccaneers are missing a couple of key players right now. Um, and Chicago, when you talk about a guy like Nick Foles, who has seemed to only have success when he's with the Eagles, um, you can never really count him out. He's a, he's a true underdog. So I'm going to go ahead and go Chicago Bears. Uh, 27-24. Next week, well, not next week, sorry. Sunday, when we get to that slate of games, the first one on the schedule is Arizona versus the New York Jets. What you guys got? Arizona. What's your score? Give it a score. Yeah. 28-10. Arizona for John. What about you, Chris? Um, going Arizona, I like uh, twenty-four to fourteen. Uh, can't be that critical of New York right now because I really don't know what Joe Flacco has left in the tank. Um, but 
<laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and have to triple that effort with Arizona. I'm going to go ahead and go 23-13. to 13. Coming off of last week's performance, Kyler Murray should be due for a bounce-back game. Um, I think that he scores three touchdowns. <sighs> we'll have to see how he uh, he actually performs, though. Uh, next game on the list is a division uh, divisional game: the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. Who takes this game? I really, I really, in my heart, want to go for Joe Burrow, Ooh. but now we got money on the line. <laughs> I'm going for the Ravens. <laughs> it's gonna be a blowout. Um. Uh, the twenty-eight to ten. Okay, so it's gonna be a blowout. Uh, <laughs> John, what about you? <laughs> Gonna go with the Bengals, twenty seventeen. Oh, he got balls. <laughs> I seen Lamar Jackson's a little questionable okay. this week, right. so you know. I'll go ahead and give you that one, but I still can't pick against the league MVP this season. Uh, he didn't look that good against the Washington football team, so I'll nip that. Uh, but they have too much firepower. Um, you know, when you talk about the running game in comparison to Cincinnati, who can put up points, but they're not exactly protecting Joe Burrow like uh, like he should be at this point. I think that. But Joe Mixon had a he did, and when you can run the football, when you yes, when you can run the football, you can definitely dictate the flow of the game. Um, it remains to be seen how consistent the Bengals can do that. Even though Joe Mixon had a three touchdown performance, uh, we'll have to see if he can replicate. You know, maybe not exactly three touchdowns, but we'll have to see if he can replicate that type of success against a good team in the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to go Baltimore. Uh, I think I, again, you know, just like Chris, I think this is going to be a blowout. I'll go 30 to 13. Uh, I think Lamar has a bounce back game. Didn't look good against Washington, but I think he's primed uh, for a breakout game this season. Uh, Unfortunately, already on the slate, they're they're just, they're killing me. Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh. (laughs) I really don't want to. I really don't want to pick against the Eagles uh-huh. here. But I'll let you guys go first. I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh. That oh. Pittsburgh defense is about to destroy you guys. <laughs> Sorry, it, it's honest true. <laughs> Listen, TJ Watt. Dog. I can't lie. Three sacks. He just like um, his brother. Uh, honestly, it's gonna be. Uh, Let's say 35 to 14. Okay. And 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 Big Ben's gonna shut you and, up, man. I'm having to contain myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm containing myself because I'm getting ready to say something <laughs> about Big Ben. Big, the Big, Big Ben show. show. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> who was that? Madden 08, 09? Jeez. I can't remember. John, who you got? <laughs> Uh, gotta go with my boys, Philadelphia Eagles. It'll be a 24-20. See, Duh. John brings the confidence. He sounds like he's ready to go wholeheartedly behind Philadelphia in this. I'm going to reluctantly pick the Eagles in this. I'm trying to pick objectively, but 
Carson showed that he still has, you know, the heart to to take his team to a win when time counts. Mechanically, he hasn't looked the best this season, but you have to look at the collection of talent that he's lost to begin this season. He threw the potential game-winning touchdown last week to a player that pretty much most of America has never heard of in Travis Fogum, a guy who was on the practice squad the same week. So I think Alshon Jeffrey is not playing. We'll have to see. Deshaun Jackson, he might show up. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who knows? Who cares? He hasn't showed up since he was drafted. Still missing Jalen Rieger. So, you know, that just goes to show you guys how many losses we've taken. But if I'm forced to pick, I'm going to go ahead and go Philadelphia with a – I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Philadelphia is not really able to put up a lot of points. So I'm going to go 23-20 Philadelphia. Uh, next game we have on the list here is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans who just fired their head coach and general manager and Bill O'Brien. Um, I'm I'm gonna give the Texans a win. They should have won last week, man. The Texans are a good team in my eyes. So let's say let's say twenty eight. Do you think this is more their, their record is more indicative of the coaching staff that they have in, you know, or should I say had and head coach, uh Bill O'Brien, or is this just do you really think this is a good team? Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, what about you, John? I agree with Chris. I'm gonna give Texans the first dub, but I'm gonna go with a 28 to 17 win. I think uh, Deshaun Watson's gonna come out and show that he leads that team. Yeah, Deshaun is definitely a top five quarterback in the league. I think people have started to write him off now that Houston's out to a 0-4 record, but they're not as bad as their record indicates. I think that this uh, the firing of Bill O'Brien unites this team under, uh, I think Romeo Cornell took over as interim head coach. I think they have what it takes to get the job done against a Jacksonville Jack. Not exactly lighting people up. I do think Gardner Minshew deserves to be respected a little bit more, but uh, they just don't have enough to beat Houston. Okay. On to a big time matchup in the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas city chiefs. Um, uh, man, the Raiders are not a bad team. And before I get Jonathan hype on it, um, <laughs> I mean, look at the Patriots. The Patriots, if you really look at it, we kind of shut down Mahomes for a long period of time. Um, but you know what I mean. I'm still gonna give it to the Chiefs. Um, I don't think the Raiders are that ready, but they're there. <laughs> they're not ready. Um. <laughs> uh, third, it's gonna be. I'm gonna say okay. thirty to 30 seventeen. Seventeen. I don't know about all that. Uh, go ahead, John. Man, you're tripping. You are going against my Raiders, bro. This the guy, Raiders. The Raiders are a solid squad. Uh, Josh you guys keep out my Raiders players. every time. Okay, the Raiders. <laughs> I told you, Mac, when we played Madden, don't doubt my Raiders. All right, I'm a big time Eagles fan, but 
My dad's been a long time Raiders fan, so I've been following him. The Raiders are going to take the, the game. Score? It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a 35-32 win. Oh, you're going shootout. You're going shootout. The Vegas. The Raiders ah, are taking it. You know, these are both behind the back very of good takes on this because the Patriots defense did limit Patrick Mahomes in their past matchup and Las Vegas can put up points about Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr, who people have disrespected in the past, but he's not as bad as people think. Um, Got to pick. So I have to go with the Kansas city chiefs here just because of their loaded offense. Uh, But this is a game that Las Vegas could win. Um, You know, John already alluded to the fact that they have a bruising running back and Josh Jacobs, who, yes, we had a Madden matchup and he got the best of me. It's pretty, pretty low. He had to bring that up, but, uh, (laughs) but here we are. Uh, So yes, Kansas city chiefs in a close, I'm not going to go shoot out guys. I'll go 24, 27. Um, I, I think that Patrick Mahomes, okay. He's still learning. I don't know. I mean, he's still learning how to read defenses. So it's scarier how much more he potentially has to improve. But this is not going to be an easy game for him. So 27-24 Chiefs. All right, moving on to the next game we have on the list, and that is the Los Angeles Rams versus the Washington football team who just benched their starter and Dwayne Haskins for Kyle Allen. What do you got? Um, I would. I'm gonna take the Rams. Uh, of course, Washington's a, a trash team. I get it; their line is pretty good. But <laughs> um, Aaron Donald's better than any player to go on the line. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, twenty-one to seven. My God! Listen, I hate the Washington football team because they're a division rival. But I watched Kyle on last year. That man's a beast. I'm going to give the Washington football team a dub with a 17-14 Ooh, win over the Rams. Rams. The Rams aren't as good as they think they are. They just get lucky. That is. That, that's I the, think that's, that's a bold prediction right there. prediction that he's given <laughs> uh, on the show. Mark it down, guys. This is the upset alert game of the week. Um, he's not. He's not wrong. Kyle Allen actually looked pretty good with the Carolina Panthers last season. And he definitely, you know, he's a system guy. That's why Ron Rivera brought him in. Um, Smart move on his part. I do kind of think, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy here, guys, but I do kind of think that Dwayne Haskins got uh, pretty bad. You know, he didn't get the best situation. He comes in, he gets drafted under a previous coach, previous regime, um, doesn't really get too much time to develop before he's yanked this season by Rivera. And, I mean, outside of Terry McLaurin, you're asking the guy to work with, you know, no names. So I think they could have given him a little bit more time to develop. But um, I saw an interesting take on this. With the NFC East being as trash as it is right now, there everybody's in, everybody in the division's in win down mode. So – Seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven potentially wins the division. You can't fault them for trying to go with the best quarterback. But again, keep note of this as well. 
Alex Smith got upgraded to backup quarterback this week. So we're not too far removed from him being a decent starting level quarterback in this league. Could him as the starter by season's end for them. Uh, but that's how scared is he going to be to get injured I think again? everybody. I mean, RG, they talked when RG3 came to the league, they talked about him being the next Aaron Rodgers. He took that knee injury now. I think the major difference the between career. him and RG3 is that mobility factor. Although Alex Smith is considered to be a mobile quarterback, he's not, he's a game manager. You know, he's not going to lose the game for you, but he's definitely not going to win it for you. Um, you know, he can do a little bit more with his arm than RG3, you know, that RG3 appeared to look to do while he was with Washington. Uh, but if I have to pick for this game, I'm going to go ahead and go the Rams, uh, close scoring game, 20 to 17. I, I really do like Washington's defensive line, even though Chase Young is a little banged up and they lost – Matt Ioannidis, I still think that I'm still pretty high on them. We already had conversations about this. So I'm not going to rehash it, but uh, I do think they don't have enough to compete with the Rams just yet. Uh, next game we have on the list is the Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Chokers. Oh, no, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Some goddamn choke artists. Judging by your comment, I feel like you already made a prediction. No, I'm a uh that's it's a hard one. Uh I'm gonna go with the choke artists. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. They have too many weapons for the Panthers. I'm sorry. Um uh, I think Matt Ryan needs to, you know, <laughs> needs to get a dub before they get let they let him go. And I think Dan, Dan Quinton is going to get fired here real soon. Uh, all right, go ahead, John. <laughs> oh, um, the score the score is going to be it's going to be close. It's going to be 28 to 21. Julio Jones, two touchdowns. If he plays. So you're going with the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Can't agree with you there. I'm going to have to go with the Panthers, I mean, the Panthers handled the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have D-Hop, Kyle Murray. You know, they got hella weapons. So, I'm going to have to go with the Panthers. Blow out 35-14. Ah, man. I don't know. Those are two good takes, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of leaning one way, and I'll tell you. Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater is a nice story. And uh, don't look now, but Mike Davis is actually looking like a starting running back. So, no, there's not going to be – a controversy when Christian McCaffrey returns healthy. He's not going to be having to win his job back, but suffice it to say, Mike Davis looks like he might be a starter. Um, so watch out for that. Uh, Atlanta, they can definitely put points up in bunches at least as we've seen these last couple of weeks to begin the season, but they can't figure out a way to close games. They haven't been right since that Super Bowl loss. We all know that. Uh, <sighs> Damn Patriots. But anyways, <laughs> they haven't figured out how to close games. And as Chris alluded to, Dan Quinn is probably on his way out. He should have been fired by now, in my opinion. But um, I think Carolina wins this game. Yeah. I think Teddy Bridgewater has a three-touchdown performance. So I'm going to go ahead and go 27-23. 
to the Falcons because, again, they can put up points. They just can't figure out how to win games. Uh, next game we have on the list is the Miami Dolphins versus the San Francisco Giants. Who's winning this game? Uh, I don't know. This game should just be canceled. (laughs) (laughs) What team is it? The Dolphins and the 49ers. Go ahead, Mac. I mean, I'm going to have to go with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have pulled out a a 21-17 win. I watched the 49ers struggle against the Eagles, you know. The Eagles are very injury-prone, and the Eagles managed to pull that dub out. I think the 49ers are going to take the second Does anybody know Jimmy Garoppolo is playing this week? Because that actually probably could be the potential between them losing and winning. I did. They didn't say, but they got their running back back today. Who more set? Yeah, it shows here. Nick Nick Mullins. Oh, they're going back to Mullins after they benched him last week for CJ. Okay, uh, what you got on this, Chris? Um, listen, the Dolphins are a rivalry, so. Go Niners. Uh, Low-scoring game, 21-17. You know, I really want to see Tua. I think it's time for him to play, but uh, I think John mentioned earlier that the Dolphins are capable of winning games. Um, It's – I like to see the underdog win, and with the 49ers experiencing the amount of injuries they have, it's tough to really pick them with confidence. I'm going to go ahead and pick Miami here. I think that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has another one of those outings where he shows you that he's still capable, um, even in his advanced age, of winning games. So I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I'll go 17-14 uh, by way of Miami. Next game we have is the home state Cleveland Browns versus the Indianapolis Colts. What you got, Chris? Um, taking a brownie. Um, <laughs> come on. When's the last it's time I When's the last time anybody seen a Browns go three and one? <laughs> um, the Colts looking not bad having Philip Rivers. Um, but. Browns, uh, I say Odell Beckham goes crazy again, um, 35 to 14. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah, you out there putting some scores up, huh? You, I've noticed, man, you love to give, you love to give high scoring predictions. Yeah, you play to win the game, right? Hey, I think I played a game. I mean, I can feel the Browns put up 49 points against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys also put 38 points, so it looks like neither one of them had a defensive game that game. The Colts, on the other hand, they got a pretty strong defense. I'm going to go with the Browns pulled an upset win, you know. Well, I wouldn't say upset, but the Browns put a win out 24-21. 24-21. That's not a bad take. Um, I think that, you know, being from Ohio, we all – with the exception of Chris over here, 
Uh, we, we want to see Cleveland do well. Um, <laughs> at least I do. Um, you know, even though I'm an Eagles fan, I love to see the Ohio team do well. And you know, it's been a very long time since they started the season off three and one, and they put up uh, a very high amount of points against all but against a very terrible Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, I think that they're still trying to figure out how to get Odell involved. I mean, you look at the touches he had that those aren't normal touches that he received. I mean, the, the rushing touchdown is not something that you can really count on him to provide week in and week out. So they're still not targeting him a very high amount. I, I get they're trying to work him into the offense. They, they have a lot of weapons, so they got to spread the ball around. And they still have a very good running game, minus Nick Chubb. Um, you know, they, they have the benefit of having the, probably the best one-two punch in the league at running back with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And this Dearness De- Johnson kid who nobody really knows about uh, managed to rush for over 90 yards. But if I'm being honest, this Indianapolis Colts defense kind of scares me a little bit. Um, not a lot of people are talking about it, but they're really good. And, you know, I've been kind of critical of Philip Rivers in the past. I think, you know, saying that he probably should retire and hang him up, but he's still a quality quarterback. So, you know, I think this is going to be a pretty close game. I'm going to give the edge to Cleveland slightly. Uh, not going to be a high-scoring game, if you ask me, because this ain't the Dallas Cowboys defense you're playing against. Um, I think it goes 23-20. Uh, go Cleveland. I think they're able to put up a field goal to win the game. Um, divisional game, NFC East. I love talking about these because I hate these teams. <laughs> New York Giants versus Dallas Cowboys. Who you got, Chris? Uh, Dallas. Dallas is a better team than Giants are. Um, I want to say 20, uh, 24 to 14. Oh, man, you're generous. Yeah, really, really <laughs> generous. I don't know about all that. What you got, John? Oh, I'm going Cowboys with a blowout. I'm going to say 42, 42-10. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with the uh, the Cowboys as well. Although their defense has been terrible, the one thing they have been good at is putting up points. So I, you could say what you want about that is that since they've had to air it out being behind so far, you know, Dak Prescott has had – if he was winning games, we'd be talking about him as a potential MVP candidate, but he hasn't been. So, uh, you know, they are where they are. I mean, he is, but they're – I mean, he's leading in yards. yards. You know, they're they're really empty calories. You know, this team is one and three, so I can't give him too much credit. Uh, but I will give him the win against a very ugly uh, New York Giants team. I'll go ahead and go blowout as well, 30 to 13. Uh, next game we have on the list is Sunday night game, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Seattle Seahawks. It's good. This should be a good game, but we'll see. I go Seattle. Seattle all day, 35-24. What you got, Chris? Um, Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson's killing it right now. It's like an MVP year for him. Um, but I want to say 
Okay, uh, so you're going to go ahead 30 and to 20. So a couple more points. I'll, I could, I really hope they do because I got Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook in my fantasy team, so I need them to put up some points. <laughs> <laughs> I got, D- I got uh, Jefferson. Jefferson, you say. Uh, he's he's looking like a steal. Uh, like we already said Philadelphia probably should have picked him up or at least could have. And uh, you got Metcalf, right, John? Yeah, Metcalf is yeah, I got Metcalf on my fantasy. He's a uh, he's, he's a been balling out this receiver, year. man. Now that Russell Wilson is able to air the ball out a little bit more in this offense, you're seeing the him benefiting from Russell being able to do that. I mean, last week he had that deep ball. He just made the mistake of giving up too soon in the yeah so corner, knocked the he, ball uh, out. <laughs> he pulled a Deshaun Jackson on him. <laughs> Pretty ugly. You hate to see that, but he's yeah. he's so talented. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to triple this, guys. Uh, Seattle. This is probably gonna be a close game, or at least I hope it is. Like I said, I got players in fantasy. Uh, Thirty to twenty-seven. Russell Wilson is on an MVP type of role. Um, I did pick him to win MVP this season, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, next game we have on the list. We actually have a pair of Monday night games. Um, you know, schedules. You know, due to these pretty crazy times, we're seeing a lot of different looks when it comes to football in return uh, in regards to scheduling. So, first Monday night game we have is the Denver Broncos versus Chris's New England Patriots. This is at 5 p.m. You don't see that too much, by the way. Who you got, Chris? Um. I'm gonna go with my Patriots because I, I I don't think Denver's that good of a team, especially having a no name quarterback that did all right <laughs> with some crappy stats like you said last week against the Jets. But I yeah, I don't know. But honestly, on this one, I can't give you guys a score because I don't know who's my quarterback. If I say Cam, it's a blowout score. If it's Brian, if it's Brian Hoyer, we'd be up by three points. It ain't gonna uh, be Cam. They would already they already put out there that Cam was playing this week. So yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna give you guys a score because I don't decides know. Decides not to pick. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm gonna make you angry. I'm gonna go with the Denver Broncos this week just because Cam. No, we'll see if he gives you the same treatment for picking out. over the Patriots. Remember, I picked the Raiders, and he uh, he killed me for that. <laughs> the, the Broncos are gonna win seventeen to fourteen. Can you tell me why you think the Broncos are going to win, or you just hate me because I'm a Patriots fan? Well, I hate you because you're a Patriots fan. But <laughs> the Broncos, they got you know a decent running back, and they're they're not a big name squad. But the Patriots are hurting right now, and the way Julian Edelman's been playing is their number receiver. He's not doing so well. He wasn't doing so hot this last week. I feel like the Patriots ain't gonna pull it out. They're gonna have another bad week. Okay. We'll talk about what it after Monday. The hell, man. <laughs> I can't pick. After that atrocious game Brett Repian had this last week, I can't pick the Broncos. I don't know how they managed to win that game. Oh, yeah, I do. It was Melvin Gordon. But still, I can't pick the Broncos. They're they're banged up. Uh, New England's defense is too good. They almost held Patrick Mahomes in check. Regardless of who's starting the quarterback, um, you know, minus Brian Hoyer, um, hopefully they start. Jared Stidham, but I, I think New England wins this game, whether it's 
Cam Newton or uh, Jared Stidham starting. Uh, I don't think it's going to be high scoring because Denver hasn't shown outside of last week. Again, I don't know how the hell they pulled it off, but uh, they haven't shown the ability to put up points and bunches consistently. So I'm going to go ahead and go 17-20 in a defensive battle uh, by New England. Uh, the late Monday night game we have should be a really good one as well. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the New Orleans Saints. Who you got, John? I'm going to have to go with the rookie. You got Justin him on your fantasy team? Chargers. Yeah. Is he starting for you this week? I do. Yes, I do. Uh, okay. <laughs> Unfortunately not. I put Brady in. Uh, but I will have them winning. Uh a very close game, uh, 24-21 game. Which what say you, Chris? Um, <laughs> everybody gives Drew Brees that he's getting old, but listen, you know things happen in the NFL. Not because you're having a bad game, you're not throwing a ball. Things happen, okay? Not every week you're going to be perfect, but Drew Brees is the man, so. Um, I'm going for the I Saints. I can't be mad at either one of predictions. Um, but I, I must say, Justin Herbert's looking really good for a rookie. Um, he might be a dark horse rookie of the year candidate over Joe Burrow. You know, time will tell. Uh, this offense with Keenan Allen um, and, you know, Tyreek Williams and company, they have the ability to score a bunch of points. It just remains to be seen if this, if Herbert is the real deal. Um I, I can't pick against New Orleans in this game just because, like Chris said, Drew Brees is a generational talent, and he may not be uh, what he once was, but he's still very capable of taking over games, um, regardless of who's out on the field. He he sees everything. He, you know, he reads all the coverages. He knows who's open, who's not. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the New Orleans Saints in this game. I think it'll be a high-scoring affair, uh, 33 to 30. I think Herbert has another uh, stellar performance in this. I think he throws three touchdowns, maybe even runs for one. But uh, I don't think it's going to be enough to beat New Orleans. And that brings us to the recently rescheduled Buffalo-Tennessee game on Tuesday, which we have. I don't, I don't know what the history is on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night games. I don't know if we've ever had one of those. Uh, but regardless, we got to pick. Uh, I'll take it, fellas. Um, uh, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, the dog. I, it kills me to say it. He's in my division. It, it kills me. But um, the Tennessee Titans, not not a bad team. A lot of weapons <laughs> on that team. Don't play like Leon on that. Disrespect. Ryan Tannehill sucked. But <laughs> <laughs> he just don't know how to use them, man. I tried to show him, but he didn't know. <laughs> didn't you lose to me too? And you had him next. Well, listen, I put the show. Um, they're against my division, so let's go to Music City. We're gonna go to Titans. Low scoring game. Um, what you got? Twenty-one to seventeen. Crazy. The Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is the next GOAT. I'm telling you guys. He's the next GOAT. Quote me on it now. Josh Allen is the next GOAT. Ryan Tannehill is overrated. 
Derrick Henry is the only thing that holds the Titans together. He's always why Titans made it as far as they did last year. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are going to trash Tennessee mm. Titans. A lot of praise. A, a lot of praise for a quarterback who hasn't played that long. <laughs> I can't go with Goat, but he definitely is looking like a potential MVP. Uh, but then you go to the other side of town to the uh, Tennessee Titans here, and Derrick Henry is the is their offensive identity. But I can't let this go without saying that Ryan Tannehill is not a scrub. You know, he he didn't have the best time around the block in Miami, but he's he's revitalized his career in Tennessee. I think last year showcased that and. He's a lot better than people give him credit for, Uh, but I still don't think that's going to be enough against Buffalo. Uh, Like John said, he's looking really good. I don't know about future GOAT, but uh, because you got a lot of ground to make up in that. What's Tom Brady got? Six Super Bowl rings? You got... Over 20 years, what, nine Super Bowls? Chris, back me up on this. But... But you look at yeah. the same thing as LeBron. I mean, people talk bad about LeBron because he's only got three. I, I think mean, this is LeBron's 10th I mean, NBA Tom Brady went to nine and only the, got six of them. But the, my point is that it's very tough to get to the Super Bowl. So until Josh Allen gets there, I can't really consider him anywhere near the GOAT status because we've seen very good quarterbacks. But we'll have to see where his trajectory goes over time. But he is looking like potential MVP. I, I put him in... I'd probably put him in number three right now. But, but let me ask you this. That's Does a Super very Bowl good question. Matter on um, how good of I'm going to say no. Not, not necessarily all the time because you've seen really good quarterbacks not win them. No. True. In that case, no, do don't we? Drew Brees only got one? Peyton Manning only had two. Do we consider I mean, them? Still do we consider them the goat? I, th- I thought at this point in time, boring. even though I hate them, that we all universally consider one quarterback to be the goat. But Tom Brady's yeah. coming to the end, so there's got to be a new goat. <laughs> and somebody has to prove man, that. And early. somebody has to prove that. Yes, listen, listen, Tom. Listen, yes, Tom Brady has six rings, a lot of rings, but he has a lot of wins, okay, for a quarterback, a lot of wins. He's been to the playoffs a lot, and I I know you're trying to bring in basketball about this, but if you look at it, he has more wins than NFL franchises all combined, a lot. So wins matter a lot. So so right now, Tom Brady's going to retire as to go into – well, Somebody well, starts John Allen. Allen. Said this. Years just, just remember, we're going to come oh. back to this 20 years from now. We'll ask each other, <laughs> who's the GOAT? And it'll still be Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, I hate I, – I hate. I mean, he might be playing into his – Tom Brady still might be playing. The way this guy's wired. But um, same thing with LeBron. I mean, you, these guys, both of them, you know, are in that – category i think tom brady has that all but locked up at this point i think his closest competitor might be peyton manning but if you're judging just by rings peyton shouldn't be there either i mean it's it's complicated in football because rings can't be the end-all be-all and in regards to who's the best ever uh like in say basketball it's a little bit different um but josh allen has a long way to go john before in my opinion before he's 
he's to be considered anywhere near GOAT status. Because, my bad, man, I cut you off. So, Johnson, what you're telling me is Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Thank you. Aaron Rodgers, right Lamar Jackson. Listen, Lamar, Lamar, I wouldn't even put Lamar up there, okay? I don't <laughs> I know people are getting mad and upset about it. But Lamar oh, is only is named because the man right can there. run. <laughs> it's just his he threw his over throwing power is <laughs> Listen, no, Lamar, I would not even put okay. Lamar in the go category. He did okay. something he's, he's Michael did, Michael though, Vick and that's to me the still. first player okay. to ever throw 3,000 oh. and rush for over 1,000. But but look at the air. Like, you can go off of the Jordan LeBron thing. Look at the air. Back in Michael Vick's air, football, you knock somebody's teeth out, it's allowed. Now, if you push somebody, they throw in a penalty flag. Okay. I mean, back but, in the day, you also have Brian Dawkins, Ed Reed, Troy Palomalo. Man, I watched one of the biggest hits Brian Dawkins ever put on Michael Vick. You don't see that with Lamar because somebody hit Lamar like that, they getting kicked hey, out of the game. Vick is a little smaller than Lamar, too. Uh, and that's why Luke Keekley retired. He said, I cannot play my football no more. He said, I cannot play the way I play football anymore in this league. Uh, because the league has been sissified. Listen, until until you see Josh Allen get a ring and and dominate better than the Chiefs, than better than Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, still Tom Brady. Listen, we could debate this all day. There's still other quarterbacks uh, who are dominating. <laughs> we could really go around circles in this. Because I can tell that John is entrenched with his <laughs> way of thinking right now, however wrong he may be. But... <laughs> but Josh Allen definitely deserves every ounce of praise he's uh, he's gotten this season. He really does look like a potential MVP. Uh, but we got to close the show out soon. So we'll go ahead and head to our uh, MVPB segment. And this is the time, John. I don't know if you've ever seen the other guys. But it's just in reference to whichever player, team, franchise, whatever you'd like to go with that just really just really pissed you off this week. So you're you're the new co-host. I'll go ahead and let you go first. Who who really who who really sucked this week in your opinion? Like this past week? Yeah. Oh man. Okay, we'll move on to Chris. You gotta give we'll me come a, back you gotta to give you. me a minute to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill Belichick and Brian Warren, please come down to the congregation, please. Listen, and d- during that uh, interception that we sacked Patrick Mahomes, Bill Belichick ran up and down, about to catch a heart attack. He should have threw the flag, let everybody, you know, let the refs see the instant replay. No, he just lets it go. It was clearly a pick. Okay, I don't care. Nobody says. <laughs> All right, that pissed me off. Brian Hoyer, Jesus good. Christ! I don't even know why he's still on the team. Brian Hoyer, are you uh, are your co MVPBs? 
If you have they shared a trophy, they smile together. Listen, Brian Hoyer, Jesus Christ. Listen, I, I root for you, man. You looked at Priest. You looked at decent driving down the field until you got to the red zone. Jesus Christ. You cost us six points. Not listen, my man tried to call a timeout where there's no timeouts. What game are you paying attention? I knew there was no timeout. Then then he cost us three points to go into halftime and tie the game up. He drives it down again. He fumbles. He could have just threw the ball away. He could have just got a penalty. We could have still made the kick and went up by three. He, he <laughs> sucks. I'm sorry. He sucks. Harsh Cut him. Words. MVP. My MVP. Bill Belichick. And- <sighs> Bill. Yeah. So Good. we're going off of like who made us mad, right? Well, I mean, the only one team I really, really upset me this past week would be the Arizona Cardinals. You know. And we can relate this to my fantasy because I got DeAndre Hopkins. They're supposed to be one of my biggest weapons this year. And this last week was just garbage. I mean, the man had nine targets for 41 yards. Couldn't score. I mean, it's just they, – they Carolina's a decent squad, but they should have never lost to Carolina. There should have been no way with all the weapons they have. They just, they just disappointed me. Kenyon Drake had 35 rushing yards. How do you only get 35 <laughs> rushing yards? For well, there years? you have it, ladies and gentlemen. John's MVP <laughs> is the Cardinals. Get your shit together, Cardinals. Stop pissing John off. <laughs> All right, guys. My MVP B this week is a player by the name of Xavier Woods. Uh, he's a Dallas Cowboy. I don't know if you mentioned uh, if, if you guys either saw the the comments that he made about giving effort 100 percent of the time um, in the NFL, but he's my MVP uh, PB for this week. You can't go up in a press conference and tell anybody that you're not going to go 100 percent. Every single play in the NFL. You just can't do that. That makes you look terrible. That makes you look like you're getting paid millions of dollars to do nothing. And with the flack that these players already take for getting paid as much as they do and playing what a lot of people think is a children's game, you can't go up there in front of the world and say, well, I'm, I'm just not going to give 100% every single play. I don't know if that means you're giving 90 to 95% and you take one or two plays off a game. But think about this. If you have that mentality and it trickles down to other players, other players may take a playoff. And then soon you have, you know, your whole team is taking a playoff or two. And you saw how that can affect. I mean, look at the Dallas Cowboys. They're one and three right now. Yes, they put up a lot of points, but their defense is disgusting. I. Yes, they have a historically bad. They've also allowed they have the most historically bad defense right now, and they paid a lot of money for this. I mean, look at Demarcus Lawrence; he's been a no-show. He got that giant contract, and he's been a no-show. I mean, you could have gave that money to Dak Prescott, and he's still not signed to a long-term deal. But Xavier Woods, you are my MVP B for this week because you need to give one hundred percent, or you're going to lose your job. I, it would not surprise me, guys, if Xavier Woods was out of the job by the end of the season based upon his play. But uh, that is MVPB. That's a segment we like to do here uh, in reference to the other guys. 
just a fun little thing we like to do. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and bring today's episode to a close. Uh, whatever streaming service you're using, you know, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Pandora, whatever, uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, share, um, comment, whatever. You know, we like fan interaction. Uh, we're trying to grow a little bit more here. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, have a good day.